Um, Keely is getting baptised tonight and she has come um, to share her testimony um, in front of her church family and many friends. So can we make Keely feel really welcome? Praise God. Keely is an awesome uh, leader in our, in our kids' program. Um, Keely is a blessing to many in this church. So it's really exciting um, to hear her testimony. So Keely, share that with us now. Um, I grew up in a Christian family and attended church mostly every Sunday. I knew there was a God, but I didn't want to put my trust in someone I hadn't met. So I continued throughout my primary school exploring who God was and where He was when I needed Him. Moving from primary school to high school was a huge shift for me as I got bullied in grade seven and eight. This is when I started to stop going to her Friday night switch because I couldn't bear worshipping a so-called God where he let me go through all the pain of the bullying caused. My relationship with God started losing trust as I thought he would be there. But little did I know, God was working in the midst all the times I was getting bullied. God provided a spark of hope to keep me going. This was shown through my older brother who would stand up for me and tell me everything would be okay. Towards the end of grade eight, I decided to give Switch a go again. This time I had a new mindset and wanted to know God on a completely different level. That night when I went to Switch, the topic shared was forgiveness. That was the night I asked God for forgiveness. I started to read my Bible and the first verse I saw was Psalms 23, four. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You rod in your staff, they comfort me. This verse was once again shown, me, shown to me earlier this year when I attended an SU camp training week. I could not thank the leaders of that camp enough. I found a new perspective to my relationship with God and started focusing in deep with Him. And He has guided me to this pool with Tyrone and my brother Tim. So tonight, I would like to surrender to God and give Him all my trust and love. Amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing, Keely. Uh, we would love to pray for you right now. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for Keely. And I want to thank you, God, that she could see how much you love her. And through those tough times, she was able to see your love through her brother. And I thank you, Lord, for how you just shared your deep love. And I thank you, God, now that she is here to publicly declare you, Jesus Christ, as her Lord and Saviour, to trust you with her life. And I just thank you, Lord, that already she is sharing your goodness with the younger generation actually sharing that love so that others would know. And I really pray, Lord, that you would continue to give her such a caring heart for those around her, Lord. I see that in her, Lord. And I pray that as she continues to live in that way, Lord, that many would come to know you. And, and they too would find out how much you love them, great God. So I thank you for Keely right now. I pray for a blessing over her life. As she mentioned before, I pray that she would continue to love to read your word to pray to you and to get to know you more in your holy and your precious name. Amen. Keely, it is such a privilege to baptise you right now with your brother Tim. And I want to ask you, do you confess Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Saviour? I do. On this profession of your faith and because you requested it, it would be Tim and my absolute pleasure to baptise you in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit.
sing, celebrate what God has done in Keely's life.
the highest praise. You deserve it all. You deserve it all. We give you the highest praise. You deserve it all. You deserve it all. One last time. We give you the highest praise. You deserve it all. You deserve it all. Okay, we get you to take a seat again. There's a lot of up and down tonight, but that is exciting because that means we've got a lot of baptisms. Uh, so this is a real privilege. I am very excited. Uh, we've got three best mates here that are getting baptised, and they've all got their father in the pool with them tonight. Uh, so this is amazing. Can you give these guys a round of applause? We also have quite a few family and friends that have come here. So, Bridgie, can we give these guys a massive round of applause? Mitch is going to start us off. Uh, Mitch is going to share his testimony. So, Mitch, take it away. All right. Ever since I can remember, I've always gone to church on Sunday with the family, whether or not I wanted to. And it was a standard practice each week for us. This changed slightly when I got a bit older and the Sunday morning sleep-in became more important than going to church. And my priorities and actions became more what I wanted to do with my life than what God wanted for me. This dragged on for many years and didn't do me any good in my later teenage life when the temptation to do things that seemed everyone else my age was doing got a hold on me. Even though I may have come to church and thought I could trick God to still thinking I had a faith in Him and get to the pearly gates, I was wrong. This was where a phase of realisation in my life came, when I stopped and realised there has to be more to life than what I was experiencing. Praise God for Connect Groups. Every week, myself and a bunch of mates would come to Bridgie for Connect, and this became a routine for a lot of us. And for me, I would leave Connect feeling so full and happy. It was like I'd just been topped up, and by the next Wednesday, I was excited to be full again. This fullness I was feeling after Connect had me asking some questions about God, and whether or not it was something I would pursue. This pursuing went on for some time, as I may have been asking questions, but I wasn't looking for answers. Fast forward this stage, and I had somewhat come to, the, to an answer, which was God is real, and I believe what, he, believe what I hear at church, but I'll do it another time, maybe when I'm older and have done all the worldly things I wanted to. This was all until Ty invited our connect group along to the young adults camp a couple of months ago. Going into the camp, I had a deep gut feeling something cool was going to happen on this camp. And when Friday came around, I was battling a scratchy throat in the morning. So after taking all the correct protocols, I thought I was going to the camp was the right idea. Until I woke up Saturday morning with a savage cold. What on earth is God doing here? I've had this gut feeling all week something amazing is going to happen. And here I am. (laughs) Bedridden, feeling horrible. (laughs) Little did I know, the amazing part was just about to happen. All the boys that were in my cabin were off playing basketball while I was back at the dorm crook as... I thought I would take some time to pray. And all I could say was, why God? 
how am I meant to have a life-changing experience when I'm stuck in bed sick? This was when I felt the presence of God come down and it was almost like he was sitting at the end of my bed and said, I don't care whether you're sick or healthy, up the front of the church or down the back. Either way, I love you the same. This is when I knew I'd experienced the love of God. And in that moment, with the legend in the pool next to me, I gave my life to God. From that day, I've not looked back and my eyes have been opened to a new perspective of life. I see how much God loves me and has given me such a love for the people around me. I've experienced God changing my desires and helping me to become more like Him. I've experienced the forgiveness of grace of, and grace of God. I'm so thankful of the people I have alongside me in day-to-day life who make it even easier to love God. And I'm so excited to see what God can do with my life. So today, I want to publicly declare that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Saviour, and I'm super keen to get baptised in front of you all tonight. Praise God. That's amazing. Let me, let me pray. Oh God, you are so good. We see how Mitch knows your love. It's changed his life. Lord, there is no doubt about it. And I thank you, Lord, for this man. I thank you for the encouragement that he is in my life, but I know that he is an encouragement in many people's life. And I know, Lord, you are going to shine your love through him so powerfully. Lord, as he gets alongside people, leads people, I know, Lord, that people are going to experience that same love, great God. And I really pray that over Mitch's life. Let him be laser-focused on you, God. Never forget that moment that he encountered you as he continues to follow you with everything. But we want to thank you, God. Thank you so much that you pursued Mitch. You wanted him to know how much you love him. So we thank you so much, God, and we thank you for Mitch in your holy and your precious name. Amen. Praise God. Mitch, it is a real privilege Um, to baptise you right now, your Father and I. Um, So do you confess Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Saviour? I do. (laughs) Oh, that's exciting. Your voice, yeah, it's it's cold and his voice is getting deeper. It's exciting, it's exciting times. They do say it's a life-changing experience. Oh, this is awesome. Well, on your profession of your faith and because you've requested it, It's your Father and my absolute privilege to baptise you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God, don't worry. You're gonna once the boys have all been baptized, you can come and celebrate with them. Don't worry about that. We have Rory coming up now, um, and this is this is also very exciting uh, to have Rory here tonight. Uh, also wanting to get baptized. Um, 
just for Him to say that, Jesus Christ, I want to follow You for the rest of my life. Uh, it's been such a blessing to also have Rory in our Connect group uh, where we get to hang out every week. And he's brought his father along tonight too. Um, and, and he's actually got a, a fair crew here tonight to encourage him. So can we encourage Rory and, and the crew that are here tonight to support him? Thank you, Rory. Good evening, family and friends. My name's Rory Barnes, and tonight on the 4th of September, I'm publicly declaring my faith to Jesus Christ, my Saviour. Throughout my childhood and schooling, I've been constantly exposed to God throughout the church and a Christian school. For me, this had somewhat made church feel like a chore and just another thing that I had to do during my week. I've always felt loved by my family and have been shown an incredible example of a Christian faith through my parents and their relationships for each other and for my brothers and I. Even with my parents' examples and growing up around this lifestyle, I have experienced great challenges. Closer to the end of my schooling, I had struggled with trying to fit in with friends at school and cared about what other people thought of me. This feeling of wanting to be liked and trying to find my identity and people and things led me to make bad decisions and I found myself in a loop of drunkenness and substance abuse. After turning away from God, I constantly found myself looking for short-term satisfactions in worldly things. After pushing friends and relationships onto thin ice, I began to work on myself. Around this time, some friends from school I hadn't seen in a while invited me to come to a connect group on Wednesday nights here at Bridgie. It was through this that I began to press back into Jesus. I thank God for the love that I am shown through those amazing men in this church. I'm constantly felt welcome here and very excited to continue pressing into what Jesus has planned for me and to surrender my life to my Holy Father who loves me so much. Praise God. Let me pray for you, Rory. Oh, Lord, we thank you for Rory. We thank you, Lord, that you wanted him to know you. You pursued him. Thank you for the mates that invited him along to share and, and, and speak with you, Lord, each week. And I thank you, Lord, for his heart to look to you, his Holy Father, and accept the love that you have for him. And I thank you, Lord, for the influence that he has with the people around him. And I right now pray for a spiritual protection over him. I pray that he would know you and continue to know that love and continue to trust in you with everything. And we thank you, God, that you will never let us down. You do want to show us new life. And I thank you, Lord, that you find us in our brokenness and you share your love and you change our life. God, you are amazing. I thank you that Rory can testify to this. He has experienced this in his own life. And I thank you, Lord, that many will be impacted by his story. So we pray for him right now, great God. And I pray that he will be excited to continue to experience this new life that you have on offer. Thank you, Jesus Christ, that you are more powerful than sin. You are so good. In your name we pray. Amen. Rory has his father here, um, and it's our absolute privilege um, to baptise you. So do you confess Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Saviour? Absolutely. I love that. Well, on this profession of your faith, and because you've requested it, it is our absolute pleasure to baptise you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
Amazing. We now have Noah, who's going to come up and share his testimony and make sure um, Noah's, Noah's the final one to get baptised. So after Noah gets baptised, make sure you come up and encourage these boys. Um, and I just want to say, even journeying with these boys, it's been the most encouraging thing to see them humbly surrender to Jesus Christ. Um, it's been one of the most impactful things in my life and it is such a privilege to be with these guys. Noah's also brought his father here too and I know it's an absolute privilege for us to baptise Noah. So can we just really encourage Noah and also the crew that have come to support Noah as well. Thanks, Noah. All right. Last one, you're almost there. Uh, I grew up in a Christian home and have always been surrounded by the Christian faith. But even with the most advantageous upbringing you could ask for, uh, I failed to develop a relationship with God. Gradually, I grew too old for my parents' faith to stand in place of my own. I began to question every part of the faith I could, and I came up against questions that I had no answer for. I held on to these questions. I was almost relieved to have them. In truth, I didn't particularly want there to be a God. That would mean the existence of a set of rules that I was obliged to follow and a higher authority than myself, someone to whom I was ultimately answerable and required to serve. I much preferred to believe that for all the pain and frustration this life brings with it, I could at least choose to do as I pleased with my time here. So I let my doubts and questions sit unaddressed between me and God. But the Lord wasn't content to leave it there. Around four years ago, um, Ty started a connect group with some of my closest mates and this quickly became a crucial element of the Christian community that continued to surround me. I think without this community, I would have walked away from God altogether. But as we met here in a connect group every Wednesday, the issue of faith was continually brought to the front of my mind. Ty showed incredible patience uh, because it was almost three years before he saw any progress with us. One night though, after connect group, I stayed behind to talk with Ty about where I was at with God. We stayed late at the church that night. I think I left at about 11.30. As I've since learned, Ty felt led to stay and pray for me. Some people from this church that I hardly knew came around to join him and they prayed for me until 4am that morning when they felt God say that the spiritual battle was won. They would have to wait before they saw that play out though. When we spoke that night, Ty asked me what it would look like if I were to start looking for answers to the questions I had about faith. I think my parents had recently put the book Mere Christianity uh, by C.S. Lewis in front of me, so I told him I'd start by reading that book, I guess. I'd heard some quote from C.S. Lewis where he said he was dragged to faith kicking and screaming, and I figured if I ever came to faith, it would look something like that, so I thought his book could be worth a read. Ty encouraged me to go home and start the book that night, and I told him I would. Uh, I didn't. But since that night, I knew that for some reason, when I read it, it would be the start of my journey to faith. I put it off for exactly a year until one night I got the sense that God was standing at the door and knocking. It was unusual for me to get a feeling like that, uh, so I finally opened the book. It gave me everything I needed to hear, answered every question one by one, and I couldn't refute that God was the only option. The whole time I was hoping that my intellect could create its own meaning without God, and provide some alternative explanation for this life, but I knew at that moment uh, it was impossible. I kept God waiting for years, but He continued to pursue me. I can't understand how I could be worthy of the kind of patience He's shown me, but I didn't want to keep Him waiting anymore. So I surrendered my life to God and gave Him Lordship of my life. Since that decision, by God's grace, He has shown me my deep need for Him and revealed to me the power of the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. 
I've seen through the power of the Spirit that God's changing my heart and making me more like Him. He is changing the way I think and see other people. I'm excited to continue to surrender to Jesus Christ and know and experience the life that He has for me. I ask to be baptised to declare publicly that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Saviour and that nothing would please me more than to kneel before the cross and offer myself as a living sacrifice to the all-powerful Creator God. Amen. Amen. How good is God? So good. Let me pray for you, Noah. Oh, Lord, we thank you so much for how good you are. Lord, we, we see, we just see how you chase after those that are lost. You seek and save those who are lost so that they would know you. And I thank you, God, as, as Noah said, for your amazing patience. It just shows how much you love us. And I really pray for Noah. I thank you for the way that you've created him. And I pray that he would continue to want to understand more and more of the kingdom of God, to understand the new life that you have on offer. And Lord, the mind that you have given him, I pray that that will be used to bring glory and honour to your name. Lord, I know that he is a leader, Lord. And I really pray that he would lead people to know Jesus Christ. I, I thank you, Lord, for his life. And I thank you, Lord, for the humble step that he took to surrender to you. And now he says, Lord, that it is a pleasure to kneel before the cross. And I thank you, Lord, that he does. He's declaring you as his Lord and Saviour. So I do, in the same way, pray for a spiritual protection over his life. I pray that he'd always have a deep desire for your word and to talk with you, God. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for him. In your holy and your precious name. Amen. Noah, do you confess Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Saviour? <clears throat> I do. <laughs> I was a little bit scared there. <laughs> Praise God. Well, it's your Father and my absolute privilege. Actually, I've got to ask you. Oh, no, I did. I just asked you. Sorry. <laughs> Not a problem. We're good. Well, it is your Father and my absolute privilege to baptise you in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let's stand and sing. You can congratulate those boys down in the pool. It's good. Lord, I confess I've been a criminal. I've stolen your breath and sang my own song. That I'm far from innocent These shackles I wear I bought on my own Scarlet sins had a crimson cast to that old rock across an empty sleigh at the empty grave thank God that stone was 
I see bright crimson robes draped over the ashes A wide open tomb where there should be a casket The children are singing and dancing and laughing The Father is welcoming, this is our homecoming Roses in bloom, pushed up from the embers Rivers of tears flow from good Families restored in Jesus' name Families are singing and dancing and laughing The Father is welcoming This is our homecoming Heaven joining with a glorious sound And the great cloud of witnesses all gather round Cause the ones that were lost are finally found yes, The Father is welcoming This is our homecoming Scarlet says How a crimson cross You nailed my death to that old rugged cross The empty sleigh At the empty grave Thank God that stone was broken Oh, 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 The Father is welcoming, this is our homecoming Oh, 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 oh The Father is welcoming, this is our homecoming Thank you, Jesus Came for the prodigals Just
What a night, hey. That's absolutely, it doesn't get much better than that. Hearing three or four, four testimonies of lives being changed and transformed. And you know, I was just thinking we uh, congratulated and thanked and uh, welcomed uh, uh, everyone that got baptised. But I just thought it would be great in this moment just to give a huge cheer and praise and honour to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Let's honour and praise Him. He's a mighty God. Father God, all praise, all glory, all belongs to You, great God. This is why we come and this is why we celebrate and praise and honour You because You're a God that can renovate any heart. You're a God that can change any life. You're a God that has a plan and a purpose for every single person. It's extraordinary. And uh, God, we just thank You tonight. What an amazing night so far. We thank You and we honour You, great God. And we look forward to the more that You're gonna do. We look forward uh, to to the ongoing lives You're gonna change, great God. Even in this very place tonight, even those that are watching online, maybe they've even had thoughts already. Could my life be changed like that? Could I experience life like that? Could I experience a deep inner joy and a peace and contentment that my soul so desperately longs for? And the answer in you is yes. It's yes and amen, great God. And we thank You, Lord, because You love every single one of Your children and You long to be in relationship with every single one of Your children, great God. And You long to lead us and guide us. And You're a Father who is a good, good Father, an extraordinary Father, an amazing Father. And actually, I was just thinking, Lord, of all days on Father's Day, well, what greater Father could You ever encounter than the King of the whole universe? This is why we praise and honour You tonight. And so, Lord, we thank You and uh, we look forward to the more that You wanna do, great God. And we pray these things in Jesus' mighty and precious Name. Amen, amen. Grab a seat, grab a seat. I do wanna just say a huge welcome uh, out to you. This would normally be a moment where I maybe do some announcements here, but I don't wanna do that tonight. I wanna just get straight in uh, to sharing with you briefly. We knew tonight there'd be four baptisms and I tell you what, it probably doesn't get much better than this. I don't think whatever I've got to uh, say, uh, I don't know if it gets too much better than what we've already heard tonight. And so I'm just gonna share with you briefly uh, tonight. But you know, as I was standing there thinking about it, like I'm, I'm, I'm quite overwhelmed. All day has been such an emotional day. Uh, because if you haven't heard this morning, Peter Gibbs came and shared this morning and I'm sitting in the front just like, the lump in my throat was killing me. My throat's so sore from just trying not to cry all morning as I'm hearing his story and again, the, the transforming power of what God can do in people's lives. So I was so emotional this morning and then tonight, just trying not to cry because I knew I had to get up and share, but it didn't matter anyway. It's just amazing. It's amazing uh, what God can do. But you know, the other thing is this, today's Father's Day. Today's Father's Day. And here are three fathers baptising three sons on Father's Day. It doesn't get much better than that, does it? Extraordinary, absolutely amazing. And so praise God for what He's done and what we've already heard. But uh, you know, I, I just, I'm convinced that, I, I've always said this, I've always said this, but I'm absolutely convinced that God is incredible. Like there's really not enough words to describe the awesomeness of our God. I don't even know if that's a word, but, but it's, it's true. He's so amazing, so remarkable, so incredible. And we've already heard uh, testimonies uh, to that tonight. Absolutely amazing. And so often, sometimes we can get a misunderstanding Uh, of who God is. We can get a misinterpretation of what He's like, His character and who He really is. I had this this crazy thought this afternoon. It was a bit of a weird thing that came to my mind, but uh, after the morning services, I was just 
uh, driving home. I was going home just for a little bit before I came back out this afternoon. And as I was driving home, I was up near Aspley there and I pulled up at the lights. It was the red light there. And a cyclist came up sort of beside the car, kind of uh, rode up uh, to the front of the lights. And I don't know why, but it was just this train of thought of sometimes you're sitting there and I just saw the cyclist and I, I was thinking back to the days when uh, I got a little bit into sort of teen triathlons and things like that. And I remember contemplating uh, doing my own uh, triathlon, individual triathlon, because I'd done quite a few uh, teen triathlons and I would always do the swim leg in the triathlon. So there's the swim, the ride and the run. And I would always do the swim leg because growing up, I was quite involved in swimming. I swam a lot through, uh, through my upbringing. So I was, I was you know, quite an okay swimmer. And so I'd do the swim leg in these team triathlons. And uh, there was a time where I sort of got, we got right into it. And I remember thinking, maybe I should do one of my own, you know, individual triathlons uh, at some point. But I thought, no, I don't know if I could because I don't really want to get into cycling. And, and you know why? Part of the big reason, not because I thought, oh, it'd be just too hard work to cycle and all that sort of stuff. Part of the reason I thought, I don't really want to get into cycling is because I just had this thought like, well, to get into cycling, you've got to shave your legs. And, uh, and honestly, I was just like, I don't want to shave my legs. I just assumed if, if you're going to be you know, a hardcore cyclist, you've got to shave your legs. And, and I've actually got pretty hairy legs, to be honest. And I thought that'd probably look weird if one day I shaved my legs. I was just like, I, I don't want to get into cycling. So part, a big part of the reason I never took up cycling was because I didn't want to shave my legs. And, but it's funny because then I'd be driving on another occasion and a couple of times on a very rare occasion, I'd be sitting in the lights and I saw a cyclist with hairy legs. And I thought, hang on, maybe I could take it up. Maybe it's okay to be a cyclist with hairy legs. And, uh, but I had this complete misunderstanding. I just assumed that if you're gonna be a cyclist, you need to shave your legs. And so I never really kind of took it up. Uh, and I tell you what though, in life, in life, when there's misunderstanding in certain areas of life, it can be detrimental to your life. Now, now, I mean, that was just an area of cycling that I didn't take up and a bit of a misunderstanding there. But we've experienced this in life at times where we've misunderstood a situation that can be detrimental to our life in some way or another. I'm sure you've experienced this. What about in your job? Maybe if you're working or you've done a trade. I remember for me when I was an apprentice, uh, I might, my boss might have asked me to do something. And if I misunderstood the instructions that were told to me, uh, then very easily I could stuff that up, get in a lot of trouble because I just, I just misunderstood the instructions. And uh, to be honest with you, as an apprentice, I did that on many occasions. You know, uh, I, I just stuffed it up. Why? Because I misunderstood the instructions. Maybe it's happened to you during an assignment or assessment. It doesn't matter. And probably confess in this moment too, I've probably done this a fair few times as well, but you, you may have handed in an assignment thinking, I think I did really well there. Like I actually think I wrote that really well and I, I presented some great arguments and you thought, I reckon I'm gonna get a high mark for this assignment. And maybe there's been a moment where you got it back and it was nowhere near as high as what you thought. And it doesn't matter how well you wrote the assignment, if you don't answer the question clearly, it doesn't matter how well it's written. It doesn't matter how great your argument is. If you haven't answered the question that they want you to answer, you won't get a good mark because you've misunderstood the question. And it can be detrimental in life sometimes when we misunderstand something, it's detrimental in some circumstances. 
And I just hear so often, and particularly, you know, back in the day more when I was on the job site a lot more, the subject of God would get brought up or people would talk about God. And so often I think He's misrepresented or so often I think that we misunderstand who God is and we misunderstand His character. And a lot of people say, oh, there's no way I could walk into a church. There's no way that God could accept me. There's no way that He could love me. There's no way that I could have a relationship with this God who who is perfect and is good. And there's just no way. Why? Because I'm just not good enough. I fall short and I've stuffed up and I've done wrong things in my life. And you know what? You may come tonight and have a misunderstanding of who God is, but to get a clear perspective and a clear understanding of who He is may change everything for you. And I couldn't help but think as I heard the uh, Keely, as I heard Mitch and I heard Noah and I heard uh, Rory share their stories and their testimonies of how God had changed their life. There were certain aspects in their story of how they misunderstood God's character. I was impacted as Keely shared and through those years of bullying uh, in grade eight, she, she was really went against God in those years because she thought, God, where were you in the midst of that? And some of you know what that's like. You know what it's like. You know what it's like to go through hardships and trials and difficulties and wonder, where is God? Where were you, God, in those midst of those painful circumstances? But when Keely got a clear understanding of who God was, when she realised that actually God was with her in those tough times, it it changed everything for her. And when we misunderstand God, it can be detrimental to our life. It may be the very reason that your soul is thirsting for something more. It may be the very reason that your heart is longing for a deep peace, a deep contentment, a deep longing for something more. But God is the only answer. It's the, it's the relationship with the one who created you. He's the only one that can fill the deepest void deep down in your heart. And if there's a misunderstanding of your, of your view of who God is, it'll be detrimental to your life. You may miss out on life in all its fullness because of the misunderstanding of who you think God is, of the characteristics of God. You may not realise that He's a God that pursues you. You you may misunderstand the fact that He's a God who deeply loves you, that it doesn't matter what you've done, it doesn't matter what you've been through, that His love for you is unconditional. Uh, You may have a misunderstanding that He's abandoned you You've wondered, where where were you, God, in the midst of that, that you didn't realise that He actually carried you in the hardest of times? And if we have a misunderstanding of the character and the heart of God, we may walk away from the greatest decision that we could ever make in our lives, a decision that you have an opportunity to make this very night, a decision even right now, you don't know why, but your heart is pounding. It's like, how does he know my story? It's not me. It's the creator of the universe knocking on the door of your heart saying, why don't you surrender? Why don't you give your life to me and see what I can do with it? It's God wooing you. It's God calling you. As Noah shared in his story, he said he was like one night as he was there, God was knocking on the door of his heart. And it's in this very moment, you don't know why, but it's like this heart, your heart is pounding going, how does he know? Like, how does he know? Have you ever had a moment where you just thought, I need a new life. I need a fresh start. Don't you see, if you have a misunderstanding of God, you may not realise that this is exactly what God does. This is exactly what God can do in and through your life. So honestly, I don't normally do this, but honestly, I just felt compelled to come up here tonight and to tell you that God is good. God is amazing. 
God is incredible. As a matter of fact, I don't even have the words to explain how good our heavenly Father is. But all I know is, is that I've experienced it. All I know is that we've heard four stories tonight of how others have experienced it. All I know is that there's others in this very room that could get up here and testify of how they've experienced it. And what I do know for certain is this, is if you haven't yet, you too could experience how good God is. Do not misunderstand. Do not be misunderstood around who and how great He is. I wanna read to you this in Psalm 8410. I felt compelled in this, but listen to these words. This is the Psalmist writing. There's no mistaking. He understands who his God is. And he says this, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. Here's a man that understands how good God is. A day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. He understands how good God is. He understands the character and he knows deep within his heart, I'd much rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For he goes on to say, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. It gives insight into the character of who he is. That word sun, have you ever been in a moment? It means that it brings light into spaces where there's darkness. And I know for certain because the Bible talks that in this life we will experience trouble. Some of you have been in moments of darkness. Have you ever been in a room where it's completely dark and you may even feel fearful or scared or in that moment, the very next day when it's completely bright and the sun's out, all of a sudden there's no fear, there's no scare anymore. You know, you're not scared anymore. And some of us have been in those moments of darkness where we thought, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn. I don't know how to go about it. Those moments of anxiousness, those moments of fear, those moments of feeling scared. It says that God, the Creator God is the Son. He's the one that brings light. He pierces the darkness because He's the light. The light of the world. It's a, it's a description of the character of who He is. Do not, be misunderstand, do not misunderstand who God is. He's the Son and He's the shield. As I heard this morning, I'll just touch on it briefly, but it's so powerful. Peter's story as he shared. You should listen to that testimony. Just listen to the 10 a.m. service or 8 a.m., whatever one was recorded, but you can listen to this morning's service and hear Peter's story, but just remarkable story. Here's a man that seemed to have everything at his feet, but was broken deep inside. A night when it was so dark for him. I'll just touch on it briefly, but it's so important. A night in his life where it was just so dark, he kissed his wife and his kids, his two daughters, good night. And he knew that night, I can't keep going. I can't go on any longer. It was so dark for him in his life that suicide seemed like a better option than continuing on. And in that little town in which he lived, he got in his car and he decided that on that big highway that they lived right near, that he was gonna drive himself straight in front of a truck that night. He knew that at that time that a, a truck would drive by every single eight minutes. And so it would only be eight minutes where he'd have his opportunity to end it all. And that night he says, well, he does know now, but he said that very night he got in his car, drove away and everything inside, just the darkest, the darkest moment of his soul, the darkest moment of his soul to make a decision, I'm gonna end it all. And as he got in his car that night, he was prepared to take his own life. Eight minutes went by, no truck. 16, no truck. 40 minutes goes by and not a single truck on the road. And he's thinking, why, why? 
And as he sat there in the car, he recalled as a little kid, his grandmother singing songs over him, learning the songs about Jesus. And he sat and he had 40 minutes to reflect in that moment of Jesus. And he, he ended up driving home that night. Three days later, he walked into a church and before the service even started, a man was just practising the songs before the service. And as he was singing these songs, he sung a song about running from Jesus. And he knew in that moment, the service hadn't even started. He just got there early. And as he listened to this man practise this song, he knew it was for him because he knew he'd run from Jesus his whole life. And in that moment, he got up and he walked to the front. He went and spoke to that man and he got on his knees and he surrendered his life to Christ. And he said, my life has never been the same again. He was living in darkness, but Jesus comes and brings light in the darkness and He can do it in your life as well. And as the Psalmist writes, he declares, he says, for the Lord God is a sun, He's a shield. It means He's a protector in times of trouble. I love uh, in Keely's story, she spoke about those difficult times uh, when she was young, getting bullied in high school. And I love that verse that she expressed in Psalm 23, 4. She says, even though I walk in the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. Why? Because the Psalmist writes, because you, referring to God, you are with me. It's, it's, it, it's who God is. The character of God is with us in the darkest moments. And the Psalmist continues on, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favour and honour on our lives. Remarkable to bestow favour on us, to bestow honour on us. Maybe you've come and you've questioned whether God can love you. Are you kidding me? Not only does He love you, it talks about He bestows His favour. He honours, He bestows you His honour on you. That word honour is so significant. It describes a title of respect, to respect somebody, to hold someone in high esteem. And you've questioned before and you've thought, oh, there's no way. There's no way that God could love me. There's no way that God could accept me. And yet here we discover that God honours you. He bestows His grace, His favour on you. It goes on to say, no good thing does He withhold from those who walk uprightly. No good thing for, uh, does He withhold from those who walk uprightly or that word could be described as righteously. Now for some of you, you go, oh, are you kidding? Like how could I ever stand before a holy and righteous God? And I know I'm not perfect. I know I've fallen short. I know I've stuffed up. There's no way I could stand before a holy God. I happened to just open my Bible this afternoon. I read these words in Ecclesiastes 7.20. It says, There is not a righteous person on earth who does what is right and never sins. And it would seem like, well, yeah, well, so how could I walk before a righteous God in a righteous manner? You see, it's not based on our own effort, but it's simply because when we've wronged against God, when we've fallen short of the glory of God, it's called sin, basically. The wages of sin, there's consequences to that. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. That means the consequences of our sin and falling short before God is death. And so what we rightly deserve is death. That's the consequences of falling short of Him. We rightly deserve death. But God out of His grace and His mercy sends His Son who lived a perfect life to die in our place. This extraordinary exchange that takes place. You see, I deserve to be hung on a cross and killed for my sin. But Jesus says, no, I love you too much for you to uh, do that. I will stand in your place for you. This extraordinary exchange takes place where He takes my place and I, I, I'm, I uh, receive His righteousness. And so when you come before a holy God or as Mitch said in his testimony, he said, when I get to the pearly gates of heaven, 
If you get to the pearly gates of heaven and God says, why should I let you in? Don't say, oh, because I feel like I've done a pretty good job in my life. It's still not good enough. Come to the gates of heaven and say, God, it's only because of Christ. It's only because of what Jesus did on the cross for me, dying in my place. That's your answer. That's the key. And when we get to a place in our lives where we know, hey, it's only because of Christ, that's when we experience life and life to the full. And you know, at the end of this, in this, in this psalm, it goes on to say in verse 12, O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Blessed is the one who trusts in you. And tonight, for some of you, you haven't done it yet. Tonight, for some of you, you've maybe come to church quite a few times, maybe even come for years, but you know deep down in your heart, you haven't truly surrendered your heart. You haven't truly trust God with your life. Yes, you've, you've kind of tried to follow and yes, you've heard and you've come to church on many occasions, but to, to know Him and to have a relationship with God is to say, I surrender all, I give my life over to you. And tonight is an opportunity for you to do that. You see, I was so struck by the testimonies as well, because particularly in the boys' testimonies, they shared about how they, were, they held back. They didn't wanna let go. They didn't wanna give their life over to Him because they thought they'd miss out. And some of you come tonight and it's the very reason you haven't done it. Again, because you've misunderstood who God is. You see, you think you don't wanna surrender. You don't wanna surrender to God because as, as the boys shared or refer, um, you know, uh, uh, referred to in their testimonies, they shared, they said, we didn't wanna hand our, over our lives to God. Maybe, maybe we'll do that later in life because they felt that they would miss out. They felt as though that, you know, they just wanted to do what they wanted to do, not realising that true life and fullness of life can only be found in Him. You see, God's not out to get you. God's not there to ruin your life. He's there, it's the exact opposite, exact opposite. He wants to bring you life and life to the full, but the only way we can experience it is when we surrender our hearts and our lives to Him. This is what the Psalmist writes. O Lord of hosts, blessed, blessed is the one who trusts in you. And so tonight I'm wondering, would you be willing, would you be willing to trust your life with Him? And you know what, even right now, some of you are sitting there and you're saying, but I don't understand it all. Like, I don't even get it. This may even be the very first night you've walked into church. It may be the very first time you've watched this online. And you're thinking, but I don't understand it all. I don't get it. Neither did I. I sat on the edge of my bed and I said, God, there's something different about these people and I want it. I want it. And I said, God, just take my life. I, I don't know much else, but I know that I want you to be Lord and Saviour. Take my life. And that's all you need to do. Because you see, God knows your heart. And you can come before Him tonight and say, God, just take it, take control of my life. He's an extraordinary God, an amazing God. This very afternoon, you see, I didn't want you to be misunderstood. I didn't want you to misunderstand who God is. This very afternoon, I just jotted down, I just thought about some things of, of who God is. And, and, and the Bible indicates that He's, he's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. He's the sinner's saviour. We heard about that tonight. He's the only one able to supply all our needs simultaneously. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathises and He saves. He guards and He guides. And we've seen this before as well, but He heals the sick. He forgives sinners, which we so desperately need. He discharges debtors. 
He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the aged. He rewards the diligent and he beautifies the meek. The psalmist goes on to talk about that the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth His handiwork. No means of measure can define His limitless love. You see, you've thought, surely He can't love me, but His, his love is limitless. No far-seen telescope can bring into visibility the coastline of His shoreless supply. No barriers can hinder Him from pouring out His blessing. Do not misunderstand who God, these are just some of the characteristics of who He is. He's remarkable, He's incredible. He's the key of knowledge, He's the wellspring of wisdom. He's the doorway of deliverance, He's the pathway of peace, He's the roadway of righteousness, He's the highway of holiness. He's the gateway of glory, He's the master of the mighty, He's the captain of the conquerors and He's the head of the heroes. His office is manifold, His promise is sure. His life is matchless, His goodness is limitless, His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His grace is sufficient for you. His reign is righteous, His yoke is easy and His burden is light. He's indescribable, He's incomprehensible, He's invincible, He's irresistible. The heaven of heavens cannot contain Him, let alone man explain Him. And the Bible explains that He's the King of righteousness, the King of heaven, the King of glory, King of kings and Lord of lords. You see, tonight, don't misunderstand who God is. This is just a very small description of the goodness of our God. And tonight you have an opportunity to come before this God with maybe you've had a misunderstanding, but to know now, okay, I understand who you are, that I can come before you holy and righteous, as ordinary, as broken as I am, and come before you and Lord, I just want you to be Saviour of my life. I need you. I need you tonight. And it doesn't matter how much you know. It doesn't matter what you've done. You can come before Him tonight. Do you know how many times that prayer gets answered? Do you know when people come before a God and say, God, I need you to be Lord and Saviour. Do you know how many times that prayer gets answered? 100% of the time it gets answered every time because this is His heart and He loves you and He wants to know you. You see, I just didn't want you to misunderstand who God was tonight. I just wanted you to know tonight that He's good, that He's loving. He loves you and He wants to know you. And tonight you have an opportunity to know Him. Father God, we thank You for Your Word and understanding of who You are. I just am absolutely convinced at the core of my heart, God, that You are speaking at maybe just one person right now. And it may be someone online, but I'm convinced that even just in this room right here, there's just one. It's gotta be one because I know it deep within my soul. And they've come tonight and they don't even understand the fullness of this, but they know they need a fresh start. They know they need a new life. They know they need a new beginning. And You are the answer. You are the answer, great God. And if, you, if that's You tonight, I want you to just pray a very simple prayer. It's really your response to God. And you can just do this in your head and your heart. And you can just repeat these words after me. Dear God, I need to know You. I want You to be Lord and Saviour in my life. I wanna thank You for dying on the cross for me. I wanna thank You for rising again, overcoming death. 
I wanna thank You for taking my place. I want You to be Lord and Saviour. Fill me with Your Spirit right now. Lead me and guide me. I surrender all to You. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Father, I wanna thank You tonight. And it may have been one, it may have been more, but I wanna thank You tonight for those that have surrendered their hearts to You. And I know I can testify right now that when I did that in my own life, it was the greatest decision I ever made. And I know that those that have prayed that prayer tonight, it's the greatest decision they'll ever make in their whole life. And the reason we can pray that confidently together now is because we know You are good. And we know that You have an amazing plan and purpose for our lives. And Lord, I said this in the moment I came to faith, but I just really, I don't know, even as I preached, I've just been just reminded again, just of the goodness of You. And I just, I said you that all those, said that to you all those years ago. And I say it again, Lord, I just wanna tell people about You for the rest of my life. And I know there's others here just in this very moment, even, even that have known You, but they've been reminded again of the goodness of You. Actually, if that's you, I just wanna give you an opportunity. You know how good He is. You know that you're following Him, but I just wanna give you an opportunity to respond to that if that's you tonight, and you, just an opportunity maybe to pray that prayer very quickly to say, God, I wanna tell people about you for the rest of my life. I'm just gonna give you a moment to talk to Him about that, to just say that to Him. Father, what a great reminder it's been tonight, just the goodness of You. And wow, such an amazing night. And we give You praise and honour. You're such a great God. We really love You, Lord. And I just wanna thank You, God, in advance for the way that You're gonna use all, the, all Your children, great God, to just impact other people's lives, to share about the goodness of You, how amazing You are, great God, and into our workplaces and our universities and our schools, into the, place, into the neighbourhoods in which we live, great God. You're gonna continue to use our lives. And we just wanna thank You in advance for that, Father. It is a privilege to serve You. It is an honour to follow You. The least you, you lay down Your life for us, the least we can do is give our lives to You. And we do that tonight afresh. We just surrender and we thank You, God. Pray these things in Jesus' Name, Amen. I wanna invite you now just to jump up on your feet. We're gonna sing this song. It's literally like my favourite song at the moment. It's so powerful. Yeah, jump up on your feet. It's just so powerful, these words, but... Uh, it's just a part in this song where it just declares Jesus' power, Jesus' healing, and that in Jesus there's life. And just as you sing these words, I just pray that you'll be reminded of God's goodness as you sing this song, as we worship and honour Him tonight. He's an amazing God. Let's do that together. Cause I know there is peace within your 
your presence, I speak Jesus.
thank you, God. What an awesome service has been tonight just to celebrate and thank and praise you and all that you've done, great God. It's just been amazing. Uh, Lord, we worship you tonight and we thank you so much in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Hey, just stay standing just for a moment because I just wanna mention a couple of uh, quick things to you. Um, before we head out uh, to go about our week, the, uh, the gala fundraising dinners in a couple of weeks. Uh, this Friday night, it switches on. It's not a, uh, it's not a uh, bonfire, but a service here. The boys shared in their stories about uh, connect groups for young adults. If you're not in the connect group, we'd love to meet with you. And this Saturday as well is our Bridge World Weekend, Missions Weekend. Jossie Chucko is gonna be with us. Uh, just amazing leader. He's got a vision to see 100,000 communities changed and transformed uh, by 2030. And they're on target to see that take place in through India, uh, which is amazing. It's gonna be a great afternoon this Saturday. So we'd love you to join us. Now, you are so welcome to head out now and there's dinner outside, but I think the bear were keen to do just one last celebration song. So if you, if you wanna hang around to do that, you're welcome to. If you wanna head out, you're welcome to do that as well. Uh, but we're just gonna do this one last celebration because it has been a celebration. It's been an awesome night. So we're just gonna celebrate one last song together. You feel free to go if you need to. Uh, and then well, we're gonna wrap up. But God bless you. And